hey new york city it's cold and it's damp if you're not a real dodger fan if you don't know the whole song you're not a real dodger fan let's leave chicago to the eskimos that town's a little bit too rugged for you and me babe sitting down and my diaphragm isn't extended so put down the, put down the top is anybody boy, still driving convertible these days i would never i never like convertible personally it's just because i have curly hair but it's whatever from the south bay i used to live there i used to live in the valley too and i lived on the west side and i lived on the east side i've lived in every fucking neighborhood in los angeles it's my favorite city but uh, my time here is limited. Anyway, what's going on? All right, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. That's right. These are my blue thoughts. They don't have to be yours. You don't have to agree. But these are my blue thoughts, and I'm your host of this podcast, Peter Serge. You're welcome. I'm a podcaster. I'm a comedian. But most importantly, before I was anything, I was a Dodger fan. You guys have probably heard the story a million times, but I'm going to tell it again. My mom took me to my first Dodger game when I was six weeks old. Really, it's like five and a half weeks old. July 2nd, 1979. Dodgers. I used to have the ticket stub. They were either playing the Reds or the Pirates. And I could probably Google it right now if I wanted to, but... Actually, we're going to. Fuck it. These are my blue thought. Who did Dodgers play July 2nd, 1979? Padres. Mm, okay. Well, this doesn't make any sense. Expos? Maybe it was the Expos? Maybe it was the Braves. Okay, now I don't remember when my first Dodger game was. <laughs> because Oh, there it is right there. They played the Reds. So it had to be in June. So yeah, I was like five weeks old. I remember it was the Reds. But it's I lost the ticket stub. Anyway, um, I've been going to Dodger games my whole life, dude. My... my my childhood memories are going to Dodger games with my mom and my grandma. We used to get there early. Um, my grandma worked for Western Union. She retired from Western Union. And we had, I guess they had like company season tickets. And they would just kind of divvy them out to people. I felt like we went a lot. Maybe we didn't. I, I, I feel like we did though. Um, we sat in the same section, uh, reserve, uh, reserve six um 
I don't remember what row, but I just remember always being there and always taking my glove to the game, saying, hit it up here, <laughs> like I was going to catch it. <laughs> my mom and my grandma let me, you know, I have my little Dodger uniform, we take our little picnic, you know, and those, those are the days, man, those are the best, not the best days of my life, but like some of my best childhood memories are being at Dodger Stadium with my grandmother and my mother, who are both no longer with us. Which is why I think especially now as I've gotten older, the Dodgers are so special to me because just like any other, you know, Angelino or anyone that grows up near Los Angeles, especially if you're Latino, Mexican like I am, I feel like there's a connection to the team unlike, you know, other ethnicities and whatnot. I could be wrong, but, you know, without Mexicans... Dodger Stadium's not going to be as full. Let's just put it that way. Am I right? And when the team's going well and things are going great, the fucking, the, the, I mean, which has been a long time now, <laughs> we're, we're on a, one of the best, you know, I don't want to say dynasty because they only have the one championship, but three World Series in four years and being in the playoffs and the NLCS and just, you know, it's, it's close to a dynasty. A couple more championships, you know, whether they get them now, whether they would have gotten them, you know, in this run, I think would have definitely cemented them as a dynasty. Because you think of the Braves, and they were kind of a dynasty, but, you know, they, they too only had the one championship. And what makes the Dodgers, you know, championship, one championship even worse, is that it was a COVID year, so the haters are going to talk shit, but... It got me thinking about this, you know, this week because, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, but if, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely know um, the Dodgers were in Texas this weekend in Arlington. Shout out to Arlington, Texas, which is basically Dallas, but not really. If you know, you know. But I just went back to... Um, the memories that I have of being at that ballpark. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but 2020 was the first year <laughs> that they that, that they were supposed to open the new ballpark in 2020. Do you guys remember that? You might not remember that, but I remember that. They were supposed to open, and then COVID happened. So, I mean, they opened technically, but they weren't, you know, they weren't able to... Uh, to have fans in the stadium until, you know, well, until we took over. But I just want to just really quick, like, we're going to play this for you guys. Oh, now it's not playing. You fucking piece of shit. Hang on. Hang on, you guys. What's going on? Were you guys watching the games in Texas? <laughs> Dodger did pretty well this weekend. We're going to get into that. All right, here we go. Oh, duh, the sound's down, that's why. Let's go, Julio! Oh, yeah. Come on. That's me. <laughs> that's me crying. Then and now. <laughs> It's 
me crying some more. Still makes me cry, you guys. This fucking <laughs> I got to see it, man, and I, it it brought back, man. You know, they were obviously, you know, showing the highlights and everything while they were in Texas this weekend. But you know, we got to be some of the first fans at the stadium because, as you guys know, COVID happened, and they wanted fans there because I think MLB just thought that the right thing to do would be to have some fans in there. But they tried to make it fair, so they put it in a state like Texas where people didn't give a fuck about COVID and they let us operate at, you know, 25% capacity. And like I said, you know, it, 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 it sucks that, you know, the, uh, my mic's acting weird, like always. Um, I'm going to get some new podcast stuff soon. It sucks that they have that one world championship and it's a COVID because people, the haters will talk shit but for everyone that watched it, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, but for everyone that watched it, for everyone that was there, myself included, like, that's a memory that I'm never going to, you know, I, I joked that if I died, <laughs> like, that day or the day after, like, I would die extremely happy, you know, and as as sad as it is to say, or happy to say, I don't know, but like, one of the best days of my life man like I'll never you know I'll never forget that moment like I will cherish that I hope I hope they win more you know like they've come close obviously so many times and they've had teams that definitely had the talent and the makeup to do it but it's just it's it's hard to get it's hard to get that last out of the season man it's hard to be the last one standing um but like I said this weekend definitely brought back those memories because they were back in Texas and they fucking put the beat down on the Rangers. I was, you know, I was watching the games in my hotel room. I was in Oregon, which is why the podcast is a little late. Basically, you guys, for the next, I don't know, maybe forever, <laughs> um, I'm on the road a bunch. So there's going to be chances that the podcast is going to come maybe not Monday morning like you guys are used to, but maybe monday afternoon maybe tuesday even depending on when i'm coming back home from whatever gig i have in whatever fucking shit town i'm in but um yeah man like it, it really brought back I, I i get emotional when i think about the fact that with all that happened during covid and everything you know just everything that get got shut down and you know how the fucking riots and all that especially in LA and how I ended up in Oklahoma on a fucking farm and just you know I've talked about it before but you know that moment was the culmination of <laughs> a lot of emotions for me and for many Dodger fans who you know frankly lived their whole lives and never got to see their team win the world championship but that being said the Dodgers, since uh, I went on a rant a few weeks ago, have been basically, 
they haven't been on fire per se, but they are playing extremely good baseball right now. They are, I can't say they're firing on all cylinders, but they, the offense is for sure firing on all cylinders. As, 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 we, as we head into this week, you know, um, with the Blue Jays and the Reds coming to town, both teams playing very well. Both teams over 500. Both teams in the thick of their, you know, respective, you know, pennant races to an extent, but definitely very much involved in the wild card. The Dodgers have the Blue Jays and the Reds coming up this week. And like I said, they're they're they're, they're playing well. The Dodgers are playing very well right now. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was talking shit. I was upset. The Dodgers were, you know, what, two and a half games out at one point in third place. And since then, you're welcome. They are four games in front. The The D-backs have done what I predicted they would do, and they have fallen on hard times. And, it, you know, it could be a number of things, you know, but generally, generally, when you have a young team, you know, eventually that's what happens you know that you know, a young team will struggle and what's going to happen though you know it might not happen this year but all these guys that are on this team that was playing well and you know right in the thick of the pennant race and whatnot the division race you know they're going to learn and maybe they don't you know bounce back this year but they're going to bounce back next year and the d-backs will definitely be a force to reckon with they have a lot of young talent but it, they might not. They might have needed a couple more veterans, uh, or a free agent or two in the mix. And you know what? They might make a trade. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I have no idea what the D-backs payroll is, but they've got a nice ballpark, kind of. It's not. I mean, it's not life-changing. You know, it's not one of my favorite ballparks. I will say. I will say this. Arizona has some of the the field. Uh, Chase Field, I think, is what it's called, right? Um, I've been to a lot of stadiums, as you guys know. Probably the best stadium food. Um, now, also, that could have been because I was stoned. <laughs> but um, I remember, like, they had... What, I, I, I've told a story, and I'm sorry. It was last year. But there's something that they're known for at this stadium. I mean, they definitely have those, like, those big-ass fucking hot dogs that are like you, you get like a little suitcase for them like to carry them like one person can't eat them and i feel like i was waiting in line for that but the line was so oh yeah they ran out and they were like we're we have to make more and you know i guess they hadn't anticipated you know they're probably used to the stadium being half full and of course when the dodgers are in town the stadium is full so they just didn't make enough and you know i got tired of waiting so i ended up i ended up getting like some kind of enchilada which is really fucking good, ironically. Um, it was like, I don't know, I remember I had like a green sauce on it. I'm sorry, I'll get into the Dodgers in a second. But, and then I had, a, it's like a churro ice cream sundae. Like, it's like a churro inside a donut with ice cream and stuff, dude. <laughs> this shit was fucking good. Like I said, I was stoned, but you guys know, dude, I fucking run marathons and I work out a shitload just so I could eat that and... When I was doing my stadium tour, I ate all the foods. Like, uh, I, I tried at least to go to all the stadiums and eat all the foods at 
whatever, you know, whatever that stadium was known for, that's what I wanted to eat. Do you know what I mean? So, with that being said, D-backs have fallen off, as I predicted. Dodgers are four games in front now, four and a half games in front of the Giants. Um, and oddly, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but um, the D-backs would be the second wild card and the Giants would not have a record that's good enough to uh, to compete for the wild card. Oh, and also the Padres, not only are they 10 games behind the Dodgers, but they're five and a half games out of the wild card. So I also told you that, but what do I know? Maybe the Padres will make a run and come back in it, but the Dodgers are going to have to fall off. And I mean, frankly, with the way they're playing, I just don't see that happening. The miracle has been the fact that they have lost so many starters to injury this season. You know, from the Walker Bueller, who never even started the season, to the Tony Gonsolin, who's been on the IL, to Clayton Kershaw on the IL, Julio Urias. That's fucking four all-stars right there. You know, Dustin May, obviously, on the IL now, again, for the rest of the season. Um, And it's basically... It's basically, over the last few weeks, it's been a rotation of Julio, Gonsolin, and then Emmett Sheehan, Bobby Miller, and Michael Grove, dude. Now, it's good and bad. The good, these guys are getting their major league reps in. They're going to gain invaluable experience like Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin got back in 2020. And like I was talking about with the young Diamondbacks, it's going to help propel them, you know, moving forward. Michael Grove, um, you could also put Gavin Stone on that list if, you know, if those guys don't get traded. And even if they do get traded, um, you know, this this major league experience will help them. And the pressure of playing in L.A. with the limelight and whatnot, that's going to that's gonna pay dividends to them, you know, at, over the course of their careers. You hope, at least, right? Um but how they've managed to play so well, despite the fact that since Julio has come back off the IL, his ERA is only 6.75. And I talked about it last time. He's been very inconsistent. And then what happens? He fucking pitched very, very poorly the other day, giving up. Did he give up eight runs, dude, against the fucking Orioles? Like, come on. Now, here's the thing. Orioles playing very well. This is where, you know, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bounce back and forth like always. But, you know, I was very critical when the team wasn't playing very well. Rightfully so. These are my blue thoughts. But when they are playing well, I'm going to hand it to them. And one of the reason I one of the reasons I know that they've turned it around is, you know, obviously, you know, you look at the schedule over the last few weeks, the the Orioles just uh, took two out, or two out of three, three out of four against the Rays this weekend. So they're in first place now. So the Dodgers, you know, two out of three against them. And the thing is, you know, you go in there, you go into Baltimore, which is not hostile territory. I'm sure there was a lot of Dodger fans there. I actually had that weekend circled on my calendar because the uh, the Mets were in the Dodgers. The Dodgers were playing the Mets in New York. And then they were playing the Orioles in Baltimore. So, you know, New York to Baltimore is like, I don't know, like a three-hour, four-hour drive. Not very far. Very doable. 
and I kind of looked at it like, okay, I'd like to go to both of those games, but as you all know, I'm a working comedian, and I've been getting booked a lot, which is good, but it means I have to sacrifice, you know, some of the fun things, which is why I'm hoping and I'm planning on completing, not only completing, but actually doing the whole thing, the ballpark tour again next year. Um, and because now I know what to expect and what not to expect and have a better idea of how that should work. And so my plan, especially now that I'm single and I have no obligations, is to fucking get out there and fucking do it, man, because I really did. I had the time of my life going to all these ballparks last year, man, like because I, I went to a lot of them by myself, you know, and a lot of people can't do stuff like that by themselves. Like they need to have their spouse or you know whatever with them or friends and you know it's like I'm, I'm at the age where a lot of my friends have I mean all of my friends pretty much have wives and kids and real jobs and they can't just leave town you know and do stuff like that but um I don't so I I loved going there I wished I would have had people to share it with so if any of you guys listening want to take some of these trips with me next year I know the schedule hasn't come out yet, but what has come out on the schedule is that the Dodgers are going to play an opening series in South Korea next year, and I'm going to I'm gonna go, dude. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I remember many, many years ago, my ex-girlfriend, who was a model, um, not a model anymore, by the way. She's gained quite a few pounds, but that's another story altogether. Um... <laughs> she went to South Korea and then I was going to go visit her and then I found out she cheated on me so I didn't want to spend whatever the money was to go visit her because she was a fucking whore so um, yeah that's that but Dodgers being there I think it's a good time to go I would love to go some of you guys listening I would love for you guys to go because if not I'm going to go by myself and you know who knows <laughs> but anyway that's exciting, but I'm going to try to do the ballpark tour next year. But anyway, um, they go into Baltimore, like I said, beautiful ballpark that I have been to. But, um, you know, they, they take the first two games and, you know, like I said, the offense roll on all cylinders. And then you look at it, you're like, OK, we won the first two. We've got our ace on the mound tomorrow, Julio. So we might go for the sweep. And then Julio gives up fucking eight runs, dude. It's like. I don't know. I, I'm not a pitching coach. You know, I'm not a pitching coach. I can't dissect mechanics. I'm really not even a hitting coach. You know, like, if you're a hitting coach, there's probably certain things. You, I mean, I could see people pulling off the ball or, you know, kind of being overmatched, guessing like I was talking about with Miguel Vargas. You know, that's why they sent him down. He just did not look right. He was not the Miguel Vargas that I saw hitting the shit out of the ball when I watched him play in Oklahoma City last year. So, you know, he's he, they sent him down to figure things out, hopefully. Um, but Julio is just not the same. Like I said, you know, oh, 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 for, the, for the season, as you guys know, not pitching very well. He's sitting at, what, 7-6 and six with a 5.02 ERA. This is a guy that's been a Cy Young candidate the last couple years. I don't know what it is, you guys. I, I don't know. It could be mental. It could be he just doesn't care because he knows he's leaving or maybe because he knows he's leaving, he's putting more pressure on himself. I will say this. Um, Julio pitched against the Mets, I want to say. 
last week. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he pitched, and he pitched great. He, his, his first outing, he pitched six scoreless innings, right, against the Mets. And uh, the manager, um, I can't remember who the fucking manager, who's the manager of the Mets? Somebody I don't fucking know. Um, who is the manager? Oh, is it Buck Showalter? Right? It's Buck Showalter, right? I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. Um, he said something in the post game like, we couldn't figure out his his pattern or like something like whatever he said. And I don't think he meant to say it, but it was a Freudian slip where you think that maybe Julio is pitching in a pattern of some sorts that you know MLB teams have figured out and maybe he's tipping his pitches or I mean you got to think the Dodgers would know that you know everything Mark Pryor has been able to do with the pitching staff since he took over um, you've got to know that they 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 see those things but because I don't know what uh, what else the explanation is for Julio being what he is man Julio has been great since he came up and this year he's just not great so the fact that the Dodgers have managed to, you know, go on this little run and built a fucking lead of four games in the division, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of fucking amazing if you ask me. But the thing that I know about it, and like I said, this is what I was talking about, this is why I know they're playing well and they're, they're who we thought they were and they've managed to deal with it. They've managed to piece it together despite the fact that their pitching is not great. And their bullpen was shit for so long, although it does seem to have kind of picked up the slack is when, you know, over the last couple of days, you know, the Dodgers, they've been down. They were down against the Rangers. Um, they were down against the Orioles. And I'm sitting there and rather than being one of those fans that goes online and, you know, talked about how Dave Roberts should be fired and this and that and how Muncie needs to be traded. I'm looking at it like they were down they were down like four runs on Sunday. And I was expecting them to come back. And that's not something that I was doing earlier in the season. I didn't have that full confidence cuz guys were not, you know, guys were very inconsistent. And I I thought about it. I'm like, oh, "Yeah, we've been very spoiled as Dodger fans over the last few years with really good teams, star-studded teams, and this team this team has its stars, but it also has its grit. It has its rookies that are figuring it out on the fly. Guys like DeLuca, who, you know, may not be anything, but that motherfucker is running up the line, dude. He's He had to have, like, three or four infield hits just this weekend. Like, that motherfucker flies, and that shit gets people pumped, dude. Like, as, as a, you know, as a former player and, you know, player, I guess, still, you know, like, I could... I I would love I loved being able to get on base, you know, any way I could, and then knowing that I could still second, and then putting myself in scoring position or even stealing third, and then you know what I mean, like, and getting my guys kind of pumped up because like that shit pumps people up, dude. When, when you're when you're busting your ass up that line and you beat something out, like the the, the players on 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 your team, they, they appreciate that because a lot of guys, you know, hit a ground ball and they one they know they don't have the speed. You could still sprint because you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, they, they, they jog the first. And so when guys are busting up the line like that and then they beat it out and then they end up scoring, like it really does 
do numbers for the psyche of a team and you know guys like that you know guys like Jason Hayward that just fucking come in you know nine home runs off the bench like I talked about same thing with 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 uh you know Peralta same thing with Chris Taylor you know hitting a fucking grand slam um just these guys that they they have the star power I mean if you look at you you, you look at the categories um like the leaders you know Freddie Freeman's number three in average uh, Will Smith is like down like he's like 27th or 28th or something which is not great but like that's still pretty good though um, Mookie is fucking number two in home runs what I know Mookie Betts is number two in the NL in home runs with 27 you know JD Martinez and Max Muncie are right there tied for fifth with 24 home runs JD Martinez is right there among the league leaders um, he's like number three I think in RBIs Freeman is right there at five or six with 70. Then you got Mookie and Muncie. All these guys like in the top 15 in RBIs. No, my, they might have even have been in the top 10. Let me check this really quick because I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. You don't realize that this offense has, you know, even though it was a little inconsistent. Yeah, so you got Martinez is three, Freeman is four, Mookie is six, and then Muncie is seven. Dude, that's a lot. I mean, that... To have, first of all, I talked about it last week, but to have your leadoff hitter right there in RBIs is fucking amazing. Like, between Mookie and Freddie, and I hope they don't divide the vote, but between Mookie and Freddie, dude, we have two legit MVP candidates right now playing like MVP candidates. Mookie, like I said, is right back to being a top five player, even though I always thought he was. You know, one could argue the last couple seasons you know, maybe not quite top five, but you tell me there's probably one player that's better, you know, for sure. That's Shohei Otani. And after that, man, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta look at Mookie. Cause not only is he doing it, you know, you, I guess you could maybe put Acuna up there, you know, but he's, he's beating Acuna in a lot of stuff. Now what, what Acuna has on him is a stolen bases. That motherfucker has become a stolen base machine. Um, but fucking Mookie's right there, dude. And he's and he's doing it. Like I said, he's doing it as a utility guy, essentially. Like a high-profile utility guy. He's making plays in right field. He's making plays at second base. He's making plays at shortstop. Um, but Muncie, you know, despite the fact... That he's hitting, you know, a buck ninety-eight. He's he's right there. He's fifth in home runs, seventh in RBIs, dude. Like that's productive. You know, it's it's not productive like we've known it in the past, but that's fucking productive, man. James Outman, you know, picked up his average by sixteen points over over the last month, and. You know, I talked about it because he went into a huge slump. But, you know, that's that's what happens when you're a rookie. You come up, you set the league on fire, and then all of a sudden guys start to adjust to you, and then there's an adjustment period. And it seems like he's coming out of that adjustment period. And if that's the case, fucking great, because that just makes the Dodgers that much stronger. I want, I think, you know, people might have it twisted, but... When I get critical and whatnot of the team, 
it's just because I want them to succeed. You know, I'm a diehard fucking Dodger fan. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, having the time of my life, you know, this weekend doing comedy. I'm in Oregon, Medford, Oregon, beautiful little town with, you know, right in the mountains and there's there's a volcano there and there's a course I mean it's not active but it's a volcano and there's all these parks and there's trees and running trails and just it's Oregon Oregon's very pretty um and I'm sitting there in the back of the room you know after my set while the headliner's on and I'm stoned which is something I enjoy doing <laughs> but I'm also watching the Dodger game so I'm sitting there and I'm number one you know enjoying comedy but i'm also watching the dodger game and that's like you just can't have like that's that, that's that's my cake and eating it too basically you know and uh it's a good time like i want them to do well that's the that, that's my point is like i want them to do well so if i'm being critical on a player it's just because i want him to do well i want them all to do well you know i was talking about you know before the all-star game how you know at the time when i was talking about it there weren't a bunch of guys that I thought were, 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 were going to be all-stars. And then what happens? We end up getting five all-stars because guys picked it up. That's all I wanted was for guys to pick it up, and that's exactly what they've done. They put themselves in a position to, you know, they're certainly going to be buyers at this trade deadline. By the time, actually, we will have, yeah, we'll have one more episode before the trade deadline, so that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll do, I can't promise because my schedule is so fucking busy, but... Maybe we'll do an episode early next week, like normal, and then maybe we'll do a special trade deadline edition of My Blue Thoughts. Would you guys like a bonus episode next week? What? I know. Um, You know, obviously, they need starting pitching, (laughs) as most contending clubs probably do. I don't know. You know, maybe the Braves don't need any starting pitching, and... That's probably it. I think every other team right now that's sitting there in contention from the D-backs to the Phillies who, I mean, they're I mean, they're kind of in contention, right? They're in wild card contention. But the Reds, like all the teams that are right there at the top, you know, Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota, you know, Tampa Bay, Houston, all these, all these teams are going to be buyers. Red Sox, Yankees, you know, I mean, to an extent... You know, depending on how delusional you are or optimistic, you know, you could say the Angels are buyers. You know, everyone's expecting the Angels to, sh- to sell Otani off, but they're only four games, you know, out of the wild card, which is not impossible. You know, eight games out of the division, mm, you know, it's not impossible, but four games out of the wild card is definitely doable between August 1st and whenever the last day of the season is. So, uh, it will be interesting to see what the Dodgers give up. You know, they're always very good about not giving away certain people. But at the same time, you know, with the right opportunity presents itself, you think you can win a World Series if this person, you know, can put you over that hump. It is a move you got to kind of go and make, you know. So um, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. If you're listening on an Apple podcast, leave a review, rate it, share it subscribe it same thing on spotify you can rate and subscribe um like i said the dodgers play the blue jays and the reds this weekend this week and weekend i'm very excited because 
Wednesday is a day game. If you know anything about me, you know that I fucking love midweek day games. I fucking love them. Why? Because I don't have a real job. And one of my favorite things is sitting down during the day and enjoying a fucking baseball game, dude. It is not not only a baseball game, but the Dodgers. It is one of my favorite things. I would do it every opportunity that I could. And uh, I'm going to go to the game. And I'm excited to see Vlad and Bichette and BGO and fucking, you know, the Blue Jays are an exciting team. I don't root for them, but as a baseball fan, you know, it's kind of cool to see the kids of, you know, dads that I grew up watching play and now the kids are playing and it's just like man it's pretty cool you know um so i'm excited about that and then they got the reds coming to town this weekend first place reds um wait no the reds are not no the reds are in first place are they in second place sorry second place they were in first place but um they dropped they're half a game out now i mean they're right there you know so you know two good teams coming to town Dodgers have played well against the Rangers, who are in first place, against the Orioles, who are in first place. So I talked about it a couple weeks ago. This is a tough stretch of the schedule, but so far, so good, man. Hopefully, you know, I know Clayton threw a bullpen session last week. They didn't, they were non committal about what comes next, but we could definitely use him in the rotation. And we could also definitely use whoever they go and trade for. I'm very excited about this, these next. This next week, number one, trade deadline is always exciting. You guys remember where you were? Because I do. When the Dodgers announced that they were trading for Manny Ramirez. <laughs> 2008, July 31st. I fucking remember it like it was yesterday. I was listening to the radio and I wanted to come home. The Dodgers hadn't made any moves yet, so I was going to watch Sports Center pretty sure this was before MLB Network. I think MLB Network didn't come around until 2009, I want to say. Um, and watching ESPN and watching, I think it was Linda Cohn? One of the female anchors. Wait, this just in. It was like a trade deadline special on ESPN. This just in. The Los Angeles Dodgers have acquired Manny Ramirez. You're like, what, dude? What? Shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck i that's i mean I like sh- i was jumping i've never been more excited that's the biggest trade right like as far as like what the dodgers have done in an in-season trade like who was a bigger trade than manny i mean scherzer was pretty big deal but you know he didn't really set the town on fire like manny did i don't know if anybody had a bigger impact you know trey turner obviously was great and exciting but you know, Manny had a seat out of the palm of his fucking hands, dude. You know, so um, you know, I don't, I don't see any huge superstars making a splash. Even though I know everyone wants Otani, I just, I just can't see the Angels doing it. Like I said, they're only four games out of the wild card. That's not undoable. It's not unrealistic. You know, especially if they're only four games out, they get Trout back. You know, in a month or so. I just, I don't see it. Because that would be them totally giving up. But, I mean, who knows? I think if the Dodgers give them a big package, I, I say, you know, fucking give them Julio, dude. Be like, hey, look, I know you guys want Otani because your fans are going to fucking hate you. But we'll give you Julio. 
Because Julio's leaving anyway. He's going to do well. He's going to fucking... He's, he's in a contract year, so he's going to play his heart out. Hasn't been pitching well this year, but... you Do you do Shohei for Julio and then probably some combination of either Diego Cartaya or Dalton Rushing or... You know, or are also maybe Andy Pages, who's their top outfield prospect. Michael Bush, who came up earlier this year. I mean, the Dodgers have the pieces. Are we really going to, you know, be sad if they trade Michael Bush? I mean, not if we get Shohei and they, they re-sign him. You know, I don't know. It's a speculation, but I can't see the Angels doing it. But the tra- there is a trade to be made, I'm sure, and the Dodgers will explore all options and do what it takes without mortgaging too much for the future. So, like I said, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, There's no way in hell any of you guys are going to be near Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada this weekend. But that's where I'm going to be at Good Times Lethbridge. And then uh, that's this Friday and Saturday. I'm actually, yeah, um, I I was going to say I have a show in Solano Beach on Tuesday. But I don't know where that is. So if you're there, it's at... I want to say it's the Solana Beach Playhouse or something. It's like a big theater. I don't know. Whatever. It's going to be on PBS and whatever. Um, Next week, though, I'm going to be down in San Diego. If any of you Dodger fans happen to be going down to San Diego for the weekend to watch the Dodgers, I don't know. Maybe don't get tickets for Saturday. Maybe wait until Sunday like me and come see me. I'm going to be at Comedy Heights on Saturday, August 4th. Is Is that the 4th? Fuck, Peter, you're supposed to know these things. August 5th, sorry. Um, And then next week, or the week after that, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona, August 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Um, And the Dodgers happen to be there right before I get there, so Peter's probably going to get there a day early, but you know know how we do it. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening to My Food Thoughts. Don't forget to review this shit. It helps me with the algorithm. And I'll see you guys next week. Go Dodgers.